You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. God values family, and so should we. Know how God calls us to valuing our families in this message by Pastor Sunny Waman. Ngayon po ay nasa huling yugto tayo ng ating serye na pinamagatan po nating radical. At ito po ang ating mga core values, ang core values ng victory, kung saan ito yung tinatawag nating mga haligi. At uh, uh, you know, yung pillars, yung poste kung saan tayo po ay nag-build ng ating ministry At uh, sa loob ng limang linggo ay tinalakay po natin Nung unang linggo pinag-usapan po natin ang tungkol sa pagiging Panginoon Yesus At ang sabi natin, kung si Yesus ay hindi Panginoon ng lahat, hindi siya tunay na Panginoon okay? Pakalawa, pinag-usapan natin ang tungkol sa mga uh, nawawala at nagwawala That God values the lost and uh, we value what, God, what matters to God and on the third week, we discuss about discipleship. You know, we are interested sa proseso po ng ating paglakad na tayo patuloy na lumalago sa ating paglakad sa Panginoon. Hindi sapat lang na tayo tumanggap kay Jesus, dapat tayo ho ay lumalago. At ka, last week, na nangaral po dito si Pastor Jonathan, pinagsayaw niyo ba, Pastor Jonathan, last week? Hindi. Hindi. Sayang, dapat yun ang pinagsayaw niyo. Okay. At tinuro po niya ang tungkol sa leadership, ang panguna. And we believe that as far as the Word of God is concerned, we have what it takes to be a leader. Okay? At uh, ang bawat isa po sa atin ay may influensya, whether you know it or not, tayo po ay nakaka-influensya. Kahit yung pinakatahimik sa inyo, nakaka-influensya pa rin kayo. Sino na-influensya nyo? Yung kapwa nyo tahimik. <laughs> Hindi, totoo yun. Tot- Hindi nga. Kaya naman, lahat ng sinasabi ko, gusto nyo lagi nakakatawa. Hindi yun. Totoo yun. Gaya nga uli ng kasabihan, birds of the same feather are the same birds. Okay. So, Ang ating pong hangarin uh, sa buong limang linggong ito ay uh, bukod sa tayo po ay magsaya at mag-celebrate sa katapatan ng Diyos na pinakita sa victory, tayo rin po ay mabigyan ng inspirasyon to walk out, uh, step out in faith and trust God na tayo gagamitin din niya para sa kanyang kalwalhatian. So ngayon, pag-uusapan natin ang uh, isa sa mga paborito kong paksa. Yeah? Isa po sa mga talagang humikayat sa akin kung bakit ako na natili sa gawain natin at yung po ang tungkol sa pamilya. Uh, we value long-term relationship. We always say that. And that, um, you know, family is the foundation and the basis, the validation of our ministry. Parang we would, um, uh, how should I? Parang if, I want to be careful. Uh, if we wanted to respect somebody, okay, para sa akin, if I wanted to respect somebody, first and foremost, I would look at his family or her family. Dahil yun, yun ang reflection ng tao. You know, katulad ako, bilang isang tatay, bilang isang sawa, bilang isang pastor, ang aming pamilya po ang pundasyon at ito po ang tinatag na ang nagva-validate sa aming ministry. Kaya we don't believe na, na ang pamilya po ay dapat magsakripisyo dahil lamang sa ministeryo. You know, dahil unang-una, ang pamilya ang aming ministeryo. Naunawa niyo po ba? Okay, pero maganda mga sasagutin natin ngayon, ano ba ang pananaw ng Diyos patungkol sa pamilya? What is God's perspective about family? How does He view family? Kahapon po ay nagkaroon kami ng parenting uh, summit kung saan after the plenary na nagturo po si Pastor uh, Ariel, uh, nag-breakout, uh, may mga breakout sessions po, pinag, uh, nagsama-sama lahat ng may anak na from 0 to 6, 7 to 12, 13 to 19, and then the adult. And marami kaming sa, do sa Q&A at sa mga discussion, marami mga tanong na yung iba, karamihan po doon, nakakabagabag ng puso. Eh. Kaya nga, eh, medyo parang kinukurot ang iyong puso. And... Uh, how I wish, sana po lahat ng mga, mga may anak sa inyo ay naroon. In fact, meron pong mga singles na nandun in preparation para po sa kanilang future. So ngayon, yun ang sasagutin natin. Ano ba ang pananaw ng Diyos? 
patungkol po sa 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 pamilya. Uh, what is the account of our lives? Ano ba ang ano ba ang buhay natin talaga? So, nais ko po kayong tumayong lahat at babasa po tayo ng mga talata sa ikalawang Pedro. Okay? 2 Peter chapter 2 starting in verse hanggang 8. Verses 5 to 8. Okay, simulan po natin, sabayan po rin ako. If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men, for that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deed he saw and heard. Tayo po'y manalangin. Salamat po o Diyos na sa umagang ito ay muli mo kaming gigiyagisin, muli mong bubuksan ang aming kaunawaan, ang aming mga puso at tinga maging ang aming kaisipan. Balang spirito, naniniwala po kami na mahalaga sa harapan ng Diyos ang aming mga pamilya, kaya ang dalangin ko, Panginoon, panatili mong gising ang aming diwa upang maintindihan namin kung ano ang tingin ng Diyos sa aming pamilya. Ito ang aming dalangin niya sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Mari na po tayo maupo. Okay. Now, sinulat po ni Pedro ang, ang, uh, ang aklat na ito, ang sulat na ito, dahil po nagbigay siya ng babala sa mga bulaang guro at bulaang propeta at sa lahat ng mga maniniwala sa kanila makikita po natin na apparently si Noah at saka si Lot ay nilink together they were their lives or yeah they were both righteous the bible says and their lives were linked together two different people having two different families and two different ways and means how they handled their family magandang uh, mamaya iaano po natin iahambing natin si Noah at si Lot sa verse 5 po ang sabi po na si ang Dios po ay iningatan niya Si Noah, isang mangaral ng katuwiran. At sa ikapitong talata, ang sabi naman, ay ni-rescue, iniligtas ng Diyos si Lot na tinawag ding isang matuwid na tao. Now, interestingly, kung, kung ihambing natin do sa talatang pitot walo, sa dalawang talata lamang, makikita natin na tatlong beses, inulit-ulit, tatlong beses na binigyan ng diin na si Lot ay isang matuwid na tao. Sa dalawang talata lamang. Sa panahon natin ngayon, kung kayo ho ay uh, nagbablog o kung kayo ay mahilig kayo magawa ng mga, ng mga articles, what we normally do pag kami gusto kong bigyan ng diin, either i-embolden mo yung salita or maybe kukulayan mo yung salita o yung iba nilalakihan yung font para sabihin lamang na ito'y mahalaga. Na nung panahon nila, hindi pa uso yung ganun. You know? So what they normally do, if they wanted to give emphasis sa isang salita, ang prinsipyo nila, inuulit-ulit nila. Kaya pag sa Biblia, nakabasa kayo, saan man bahagi, at inulit-ulit ang mga ilang bahagi, ibig sabihin, you take note of that. Mahalaga po yun. Naunawa niyo po ba? Now, siguro kung pag-uusapan natin si Noah, na siya'y matuwid, walang magkikwestiyon. All of us would agree that Noah is a righteous man. In fact, maraming beses, you know, kinukot siya ng mga uh, manunulat sa Biblia, sa iba't ibang aklat, at ibinibigay na halimbawa ang kanyang buhay bilang isang matuwid na tao. Pero si Lot, para pag-isipan natin at sinabi mismo ni Pedro at binigyan siya ng kinasihan siya ng, ng, ng inspirasyon ng Balang Espiritu, isinulat ni Pedro na sila ay isang matuwid na tao. Na marahil lang iba sa inyo ang kilay nyo sa sabit sa kisami. Bakit? Tatanong niyo, ha? Sila? Matuwid? 
eh ang daming questionabling ginawa niya sa buhay niya. Pamilyar naman kasi sa story ni, ni, ni Noah at saka ni Lot. Di ba? Si Noah ay, uh, alala niyo nung sinabihan ng Diyos na babaha, you know, husgahan niya, gumawa ka ng, ng isang arko, sama mo yung pamilya at kaya aking liligtas. Samantalang si Lot, ganun din, binigyan ng warning, uh, nagpunta, uh, sila ay nasa Sodom at Gomorrah, nagpunta ang anghel doon, dalawang anghel ng Panginoon para bigyan ng babala at sila ay pinakaalis at uh, you know, alam na natin nangyari na ang judgment ng Panginoon ay dumating. Pero, in between those stories, again, two different people with different lives, different ways and means, kung paano nila hinandil ang kanilang family, we can learn from them. Pero again, going back, you know, uh, si Lot na matuwid, parang kahit ako, nung una ko ito nabasa, naintriga ako. Ano nga ba ang buhay ni Lot? Bakit nga ba tinawag siyang matuwid sa, sa, sa kabila ng uri ng pamumuhay na kanyang ipinamuhay? So, y- yun ang isang maganda na ito. Ngayon, ikukonekta natin. Kukonekta ko. Uh, Naniniwala po ko, I, I, I believe in the value of family. But the problem is, in my early days or years ng ministry, I really don't understand what it means to value my family. Na-confuse ako noon. But I believe in that. Okay? Na-confuse ako noon kung paano kong pahalagahan ng aking pamilya dahil madalas ang pamilya ko nagsasakripisyo dahil sa ministeryo. Now, uh, sa murang edad, ako ay nagsimula magpastor. At uh, ang nasa isip kong akala ko noon, pag sinabing Diyos, pinag-usapan natin dito bahagi ang ministeryo. O pag sinabi pinag-usapan ang ministeryo, pinag-usapan natin dito ang Diyos. Maraming beses, mas maraming panahon na ako ay nasa ministeryo kaysa kasama ako ng pamilya ko. Alam niyo bakit? Because nobody mentored me. Nobody discipled me noong mga panahong yon. I learned the hard way. And, um, naalala niyo yung sinasabi ko noon na nung gaway kami minsan ni Malu, sabi ko, baka nalimutan mong may asawa, uh, baka nalimutan mong asawa may pastor, at sabi niya, baka nalimutan mong may asawa ka. And noong time na yun, na, nagagalit ako because I, I, I felt na parang nababaliwala ang Diyos dahil sa pamilya ko. Lalo na nabasa ko yung, yung sinabi ni Jesus, di ba? na kung mas mahal nyo ang inyong asawa, ang anak, ang inyong amat ina, higit pa sa akin, hindi kayo karapat dapat na maging tagasunod ko. Kinuha ko yun ng literal, and trust me, I was wrong. Hindi pala ganun ang ibig sabihin nun. Kasi ngayon, mapupunan natin, maraming mga nagbobolontary sa ministeryo, maraming mga pastor, ministro, ang successful sa kanilang ministry, pero palpak sa kanilang pamilya. And I remember, one of my favorite adage pagdating sa family, that there is no amount of success that can compensate our failure in the family. Gaano man tayo successful sa ilang bagay, kung tayo naman ay nag-fail sa family natin, walang pwedeng magtapat o magbayad sa mga naging pagkukulang natin iyon. And so maganda ngayon, pag-usapan natin, ah, ano ba talaga ang pananaw ng Diyos sa ministeryo? It was only when I rejoined Victory way back 2003, na Naobserbahan ko, si Pastor Steve, lahat ng mga pastor, you know, sabi ko parang, parang may kakaiba sa kanila. Sa kanila ko naunawaan what it means to value the family. Kasi naobserbahan ko sila eh. And sabi ko, ito yung, this is what is missing in my life as a minister of God. And so, um, with that, you know, na, doon ko naintindihan yung mga ilang kasabihan. Now, we always say that we value long-term relationship. We do not believe indisposable relationship. Ibig sabihin, hindi porkit nag-away tayo, ay-awa na. 
Ah, naintindihan niyo po ba? Sa katunayan, kaya nga po, yun ang isa naming ipinagmamalaki in good ways na sa loob ng tatlong taon, hindi tayo nakaranas ng church split. Why? Because we value long-term relationship. Yes? Iba-iba tayong opinion. Yes? May mga iba-iba tayong trip. At walang basagan ng trip. Pero, hindi na nga kahulugan magkakaiba tayo ng opinion, eh, away-away na tayo. I, also, I always believe this. Ever since, God, listen, God does not divide the church to multiply. If God wants to multiply, He will multiply. In fact, He is a God of multiplication, not a God of division. They follow me. Same thing with our family, physical family. Sa dugo, sa laman. You know, we believe in long-term relationship. Dito ko rin na intindihan yung sinasabi na that we refuse to sacrifice our family on the altar of temporal success. Or on our part, on the altar of ministry. I don't want to be successful as a pastor and fail in my family. In fact, even my children, ever since hindi namin binigay na pressure sa kanila, nagawin mo to kasi anak ka ng pastor. Now, we don't want to pressure them that way because I have seen a lot of pastor's kids. I have ministered to a lot of pastor's kids pastor's kid, na they don't want to be involved in the ministry simply because of what they see sa kanilang ama ng mga pastor. And, and that has been implanted in my mind. You know? As sinasabi ko lang sa kanilang, huwag niyong gawin to, hindi dahil anak kayo ng pastor, huwag niyong gawin to kasi kristyano kayo. Hindi dahil anak kayo ng pastor. Walang pinagkaib ang pagiging anak ng pastor at ang pagiging kristyano. Tanggalin mo yung titulo, gawin mo to kasi ito sinasabi ng Diyos. And many times, sa katulad ko, doon nagkakaroon ng malaking conflict between the family and the ministry. And I discovered na, they can both work together. In fact, pag may isang pamilya, di ba mas magandang patutuo yan sa iba? Naranasan niyo ba? O narinig niyo ba na minsan may mga nagsabi, ay naku, bago mo ako sharean, sharean mo muna yung pamilya mo. That's a familiar thing dito sa ating bansa. Okay, so ngayon, ang maganda, tarangin natin, what is God's perspective about family? How does He view family? Now, uh, Dadaling ko kayo ulit, aklat ng Genesis, kasi ito ang simula. And ang Genesis po ay hinati sa limampung kabanata, 50 chapters, na iba't ibang mga talata. Pero in the original, wala ho talagang kabanata at mga talata sa original na Bible. Idinagdag lang yan para mas madali maghanap, pag meron kayong kailangan hanapin. Uh, ang manunulat po ng Genesis ay actually hinati lamang niya ang Genesis sa sampung division. Hindi limampu, sampu lang. At makikita niyan, I challenge yung pag-uwi nyo, buksan yung concordance nyo, o kahit sa internet, so, so, tignan nyo, mababasa nyo ron sampung beses yung sinasabing, this is the account of. Okay? Ito ang storya nito. So there's the account of creation, and then the nine other accounts talks about people. At bibigay ko yung mga ilan, na halimbawa, para bigyan ko ng din. So, Sabi natin, ano ba ang pananaw ng Diyos dito? Paano niya ba tinitignan ang pamilya? We have different views and ways of dealing with our family. Culturally, pumunta kay sa ibang bansa, iba ang dealing nila. Pero naniniwala ko, it doesn't matter kung saan tayo nakatira, it doesn't matter kung ano ang ating mga ninuno, kung ano ang pananaw nila, kung ano nakagisna natin, kung ano ang nakamulatan nating nangyayari, ginagawa na sa pamilya. What is important is that we go back to the Word of God, and let this have the final say 
on how we ought to deal with our family. Do you agree with me? Is it fair? Na kung merong iba na magsasabi kung paanong dapat i-deal ang family, walang iba kundi ang Diyos. Because it was God who instituted, instituted family here on earth. Sa katunayan, ang unang tinatag niya sa mundong ito, hindi ang church. Hindi ang government. The first institution that God has established here on earth is the family. Are you still here with me? So naniniwala ko, kung from the start, tumutok na siya sa pamilya, then that must be important. And so we have to go back to the word again. So let me just go back and, and, and give you some example to prove, to prove my point. Now, in Genesis 11:27, of course, the account of creation, and again, the account of the different people. Now, put it to. Sa 11:27 in Genesis, sa don, this is the account of Terah. Sino si Terah? Tatay ni Abram. Pero what is interesting is this. It only talks six, six verses about Terah. Ito magina. Six verses about Terah, followed by six chapters about Abram. Mas maraming story kay Abram na anak ni Terah kaysa sa tatay niya. Okay, another one. In Genesis 25:19, this is the account of Abraham's son. Sino yung anak ni Abram? Isaac. Few verses talk about Isaac. 11 chapters talk about his twins, si Jacob at si Isaac. Walang well, discuss about the exploits of Isaac. It only talked about his sons. Another one, Genesis 37 verse 2. This is the account of Jacob. Isa do sa anak ni Isaac. Not much on Jacob, but followed by nine chapters about his son, Joseph. Interesting, hindi ba? Now, kung bubuksan nyo ang Bible nyo, babasa nyo Acts 29. Ito matatagpuan nyo. And this is the account of Sunny. I don't know about you, Alam ko ang Bible nyo, chapter 28 lang. But in reality, chapter 29 of Act talks about you and me. It is our story. And so if God would write my story, ito lalagay niya. This is the account of Sunny. And he will never mention any great deeds that I have done in my life. He will not mention any accomplishment that I did for God. He will talk about my sons, Danish, Dani, Denaya, and Danri. That is God's perspective of family. So, yes, mahalaga ang mga magulang, but you see, when we talk about the view of God, etrian, the view of God about family is the passing of the baton. God's view of the family is not just all about me, but who will come after me. Kanina saya-saya nyo nanonood kayo ng video. Naintindihan nyo ba yung pinag-uusapan natin dito? Okay. So, again, when we face God, He will never ask us how successful we are here on earth, how many business we, we established here, or how many promotion we had, or how many, uh, how many honors we receive. I believe one of the things that we will give an account is what we did with our family. So, if I may ask you, what is the account of your life? How many singles do we have here? 
Mga sigels. Ay, ano naman kayo, nahihiyan na naman kayo. Pero ang laman naman ng prayer request nyo. <laughs> Now, singles, maring sabihin nyo, ah, nakuha waiwis, ganyan magulang ko. Okay, ngayon, mga singles, forget muna your magulang. Just for this time. But I want you to think of yourself and your future. I pray that this would help you lay the good foundation in your life so that when you start your own family, you won't commit the mistakes that the older generation committed. May this be a guideline for you on how you would establish your future family. You still follow me? Okay. Now, two righteous people with two different ways and means of how they dealt with their family. Pag-usapan natin si Lot. Si Lot, respetado. He is respected least by those who knew him the most. You si Lot. Hindi siya nire-respeto nung mga taong kilalang kilala siya. At sino yun? Pamilya niya. Sad to say, but he's a righteous person, the Bible says. He's the exact opposite. Uh, you know, I'd like to use this opportunity. I'd like to honor Pastor Ariel, although wala siya rito. Uh, the first time I met Pastor Ariel, ay nung in-interview niya ako sa School of World Mission. Actually, ang kilala niya yung kapatid ko. So nung nakita niya, yung apelido ko, sabi niya, kapatid mo ba si Vic? Sabi ko, oh, ilan lang ang waman sa mundong ito. Maliit lang ang tribo ng mga wamanites. Okay. So pag may nakita kang waman, 100%, kamag-anak ko yun. Sa katunayan, may mga kamag-anak ako sa Ilocos, kasi taga ng tatay ko. Taga Ilocos, Lubakia kami. Uh, <laughs> Nadiscovery ko lang, noon, nung, nung, naka, nung active pa yung Facebook ko, may nag-message sa akin. Sabi niya, Pastor Sunny, uh, taga saan po kayo? Ang tatay niyo. So sabi ko, taga Ilocos. So pakilala, kamag-anak ko pala umatay sa Victory Luwag. Uh, Doon na kami nagka, oh, baby, kamag-anak pala. Kalaan mo, kala ko kami lang. So, by anyway, um, 2006, nung ako ay napabilang sa team dito sa Alabang, galing po ako ng Ortigas, pinahiram ako ng anim na buwan, ikawalong taong ko na. So, ganun lang tayo magpahiram. Kaya pag may sabi, pwede ko bang mahiram si Sunny anim na buwan? Sabi ko, napanood ko na yan, di nakikita yan. Pero nung kami nagkaroon ng pag-uusap, uh, ito yung observasyon ko sa kanya. Si Pastor Ariel ay sobrang bait na sa isip ko, pag sobrang bait ka at sa kang leader, naku, mahina kang leader. Yun ang isip ko. You know? So, tinatansya-tansya ko siya. Habi ko, masyadong gabay. Kaya nung una akong dumating dito, ako yung bad cop. Kasi kailangan nilang pambalansi. Ang babait nila, Pastor Johnson, Pastor June, di Vierke. Alam na. Di ba? <laughs> Hindi, sa totoo lang, ang babait ang babait nila eh. Kaya sabi ko, kung darating ako, alam ko mabait ako. Alam ko yun. Pero kailangan muna ako magpanggap. I was the bad cop. Kaya marami nagalit sa akin nung bago pa lang ako dito. Naalala ko the first time I preach here, you know, kung tignan ako ng mga tao, mula ulo hanggang ulo. Kasi pagbaba, bumabalik. You know, but, but again, but I was wrong. You know why? Because the closer I got with Pastor Ariel, the higher the respect I had for him. Now, si Lot, hindi. The more you get closer to Lot, 
the lesser respect you give to him. Yet he was righteous. Ayun gusto kong bigyan din dito. Let me prove it to you. Sa Acts 19, basahin niyo lang sa bahay, okay? Acts 19 verse 1, dumating ang dalawang anghel mula sa Diyos para bigyan ng babala si Lot at ang kanyang pamilya dahil susunod sa wawasakin ang Sodom at Gomorrah. At ang sabi dito, si Lot ay nakaupo. He was sitting on the city gate. Okay? Na pag sinabing he was sitting on the city gate, now in the Old Testament, pag da, ikaw ay nakaupo doon sa pinaka-gate ng isang bayan, ibig sabihin niya, you are an official of the land. Maybe ang equivalent niya is a, a, a city councilor, magano, barangay, tan, hindi naman barangay tanod, kundi um, barangay captain, yeah, mga gano'n, basta official siya. And ancient times, hindi ka pwede maging official ng isang lupain o ng isang syudad, kundi ka respetado ng mga tao. You can never sit with them. Ganun doon. So in short, yung mga tao sa labas, respetado siya. Pero yung mga tao sa loob, nakilalang kilala siya. Hindi. Nasusulat ba yan, Pastor? Oo. Basa. Basa. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, okay, mga mamanugangin, who were pledged to marry his daughter, he said, hurry, get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. How did his sons-in-law react? How did they react? His sons-in-law thought he was joking. Now, kung sinabi dyan, so Sonny went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, but his sons-in-law thought he was joking. If that was Sonny. But I don't believe na si Lot, komedyante. I don't think so. But can you imagine this? He was giving a warning from the Lord, and those people who saw him 24-7 laughed at him. Sabi na, uy, magbantali kayo, wapasakin ng Diyos, ang Sodom ang Gawara. Ano sabi ng mga manawagan niya? <laughs> they didn't believe him. Now the question is, why? Bakit hindi sila pinaniwalaan? Bakit, hindi, bakit siya tinawa, tinatawanan? Now, I believe the scriptures would tell us why. Because I believe he was not respected because of his weak relationship with God. But kuna sabi? Okay, again, let me just prove it to you. Purayin nyo to. Genesis 12.4, sabi, Now, alam nyo si Lot, pamangkin ni Abram. Namatay yung tatay niya. Okay? So, inampun siya. Well, not necessarily inampun, pero sumunod lang siya. So, sabi niyo, So, Abram left as the Lord told him. And what happened to Lot? Lot what? Went with him. Chapter 13, verse 1. So, Abram went up from Egypt to Negev with his wife and everything he had. And Lot what? went with him. Why did I say that Lot has a weak relationship with God? Because Abram followed God, but Lot followed Abram. Now, don't get me wrong. Okay, alam ko yung mga naglalaro sa isip nyo. When I say this thing, etong weakness niya. Lot was following people, not God. There are times in our life, we need friends, we need family members who will bring us into the knowledge of God. In fact, naniniwala ako marami sa atin dito, kaya kayo narito, dahil inanyayahan kayo ng kaibigan nyo o ng kamag-anak nyo. The reason ba tayo nakakilala sa Panginoon because probably ang kaibigan natin o kamag-anak natin, sinirang tayo. Am I right? 
Bihirang-bihira dito sa inyo. Yung kaya lang kayo na-born again, nakapanood kayo sa telebisyon, nakarinig kayo sa radyo, na-born again. Bihira yun. Karamihan ang normal, either your friend or your family members, share Jesus to you. And that's the reason why you're here. Right? But listen to this. Friends and family can get us in the right spot to hear from God. But, if we do not get to the point of us having our own relationship with God, resulting for you and me to hear from God, to obey God, and to have our convictions through the Word of God, then those people who have brought us to the point of hearing from God can no longer help us. Tagalogin ko, mahabang English yun eh. So bakit yung ilong ko Ang mga tao, tinutulungan tayo na makakilala sa Diyos. Pero kahit na tayo dinala ng tao sa Diyos, kung tayo mismo hindi gagawa ng desisyon na magkaroon ng relasyon sa Diyos, na magbubunga ng ating pakikinig sa Diyos, na magbubunga ng ating pagsunod sa Diyos, na magbubunga sa atin na ang conviction natin ay dahil sa sinabi ng Diyos, hindi sinabi ng tao, then yung mga taong nagdala sa atin, wala rin pong magagawa. Si Abram, he followed, I'm oh, sorry, si Lot, he followed Abraham, not God. Oh, papatunayan ko, patutunayan ko pa rin, okay? Yun, hindi tayo basta, hindi natin inaakasuhan dito si, si Lot. Pero ang sinasabi ko is this, we need to come to the point sa life natin that we need to stop hearing from the crowd and start hearing from God. Maraming beses, we are dictated by what other people say or think, not what God thinks or say. And that's a big difference. Pangalawa, why does he have this weak relationship with God? Lot has wrong priorities. Why did I say that? Basahin nyo lang sa bahay. In Genesis chapter 18, starting in verse 8, uh, yeah, verse 8 hanggang 13, yun po yung story na nabless sila ni Abraham. Okay? Sabi, dumami ang kanilang... Uh, uh, alagang hayop. Hindi ko na naman masabi. Dumami ang kanilang kahayupan. Yung alagang hayop. Dumami. So, nag-aaway na yung mga empleyado nila. Kasi, you know, dahil sa dami nung alagang hayop, marami silang herdsmen. So, ano nangyari? Nag-aaway na. So, sabi ni Abraham sa kanya, ah, Lot, uh, masyado na tayo na pagpala. Marami na tayong mga alagang hayop. Marami na tayong empleyado. Nag-aaway na sila. Hindi maganda na mag-aaway-aaway tayo, da- ta- dahil tayo ay magkapamilya. Okay. Ito sabi niya, maghanap ka ng lugar at mamili ka at kung anong matira akin. Galing ano? Ilang kaya sa atin ng ganun? Katulad ni Abraham. Pamili ka. Pili mo na pinakamaganda. Kung ano ayaw mo, akin yun. So anyway, so namili si, si Lot, pinili niya yung, yung, yung uh, lambak doon sa, doon niya, sa Sodom at Gomorrah. And yun natira kay, Lot, kay, kay Abraham, eh, wala akong pipili. Pero mag-sidetrack lang ako ote. Gusto ko yung attitude ni Abraham. Alam ni Abraham, ang pagpapala ng Diyos, wala sa lugar. Hindi ang sinabi, uh, Lot, dahil ikaw ay ampung ko lang, hindi kita kadugo, ha? ha? Pwede ba lumayas ka sa harapan ko? Lato akin to akin! He didn't do that. Why? Because what Abraham believed is this, wherever he is, as long as God is with him, God will bless him. Si Lot, 
Listen, his decision was based solely on the financial bottom line. The reason he chose the best land, the best part of the land, is because sabi niya, this is good for me. This is good for my flat. This is good for my family. This is good for me. Eto kami. Okay? Ngayon, eto maganda. The downside is this. Lot was never worried about the spiritual atmosphere ng pamilya niya. He was not worried about the moral and the ethical side ng family niya. Now, alam niya kung ano, Sodom at Gomorrah. Alam ni Lot na sa Sodom at Gomorrah, immoral ang mga tao doon. Wicked, napakasama ng mga tao doon. In fact, kung, kung pag-aaralan niyo at babasahin niyo pa istorya, eh yung mga tao nga doon, yung mga lalaki doon sa Sodom at Gomorrah, nakakrusunodahan pa yung anghel eh. Uh, that, that's the sad part. So, you could just imagine how wicked the people are. And yet, he chose to be there. Why? Because of the financial bottom line. Now, don't get me wrong. Guys, I really salute all the moms and the dads who work very hard for their family. But, if we will work hard for our family, and that's what we do. The reason why we work hard is for our family. But if we will work hard to the point of leaving our family, then something is wrong. I know, naintindihan ko po, kailangan natin ng pera. Pero ano ang pera kung masisira ang pamilya? Pwede niyo maraming anak pag umuwi ang tatay. Ano ang salubong? Tay, anong uwi mo? Tay, nabili mo ba akong PS3? Hello? They're not really interested na umuwi ang tatay. They're interested sa uwi ng tatay. Na, naintindihan niyo po ba? No, please, don't get me wrong. You know, if... if Sabihin natin, if financially we're, we're, we're a bit down, yeah, that's fine. We want to work abroad. Go, but pray that you can bring your family along with you. If not, if not, then start to talk with your wife. Honey, you know, talagang wala na ako maisip lang. And, and you know, all the excuses. Give it. Pero let it just be for a few moments. Why? Because itong problema. Many of our children, they have the dollars, but they don't have the duds. I grew up with an absentee father. I know what I'm saying. It's hard. Wala akong role model. Buti na lang, lalaki pa rin ako. Buti na lang, hindi ako nang hiram ng roller sa nanay ko. It's hard. Trust me. If our decision is based solely on the financial bottom line, then very rare na tama ang decision natin. God wants you and your family to be together. Naalala nyo, pag kinakasalan, sabi, what God has joined together, let nothing, not just people, but even money, not even job, should separate them. But again, because of financial reasons. But again, don't get me wrong, I salute all the hard workers. But remember what Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if against the whole world and lose his soul and be cast away. What shall man give in exchange for his soul? So let's take the warning. He didn't consider the moral and the spiritual atmosphere. It is only on what's good on his financial bottom line. 
The other reason why he is weak in his relationship with God is because he was a compromiser. Compromise will mess up our family. Whether parents or children, it will. Hindi lang tayo tinatamaan. The whole family tinatamaan when we start to compromise. Look at this. 13, 12. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, where Lot lived amongst the cities of the plain, and pitched his tents where? Okay. Tandaan yan. He pitched his tent where? Near. Malapit. Sa Sodom. Look at this. One chapter after that. They also carried Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions since he was living where? Okay, something is wrong here. Chapter 13 says he was living near. But chapter 14, he was living in. You see how compromise works? Inuunti-unti tayo. Subok, ganda to. Subok. Dati malapit ka lang. Sooner you'll find out, andun ka lang sa loob. Diba that's how temptation works? And if you're going to read Genesis chapter 19, you'll find out that he was not just in Sodom, but Sodom was in their heart. You know why? Because when the angels came and warned them, in fact, hinatak na sila, binitbit na sila para umalis because God is, is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, what happened? What happened? Bukod sa tinawanan siya ng kanyang mga manugang, ano nangyari sa kanyang asawa? Now, sabi ng anghel, pagtakbo nyo, huwag kayong lilingon. Hindi ko lang, pero may duda ako yung asawa ni Lot Pinay. Meron siyang, alam niya yung kasabihan, ang di lumingon sa pinanggalingan. <laughs> hindi makararating sa pararoonan. Trust me, lumingon siya, hindi nakarating. <laughs> she disobeyed God. Now, if righteous has a strong relationship with God, probably his wife would follow him when he gave the warning. But she didn't. Hindi lang yun. Dalawa niyang anak. Patay na yung mga manugang. Naging asin. Yung kanyang asawa. Now, yung dalawang anak. Ano nangyari? Nung sila'y nakaligtas. Sabi ng dalawa. Sa, sila magkapatid. Nag-uusap. Sabi niya, ate. Ah, baka wala ng lalaki. Ha? Yun, yun ang usapan niya. Baka wala ng lalaki. Ganito gawin natin. Lasingin natin si tatay. Tapos tabihan natin sa gabi. Oh, that's a story. Come on. They committed immorality. And yet, Lot was a righteous man. Yun lang gusto kong sabihin dito. He was a righteous man who raised up unrighteous children because of his compromise in his life. That is sad. Righteous man. You know why? Because compromise will take you further than you wanted to go. It keeps you longer than you wanted to stay. And it will cost you more than what you want to pay. Let's talk about Noah. Noah was respected the most by those who knew him the most. And who are those people who knew him the most? His family. God told him to build an ark. Listen, para maintindihan nyo, they don't understand what an ark is. They don't understand what flood is. They don't understand what rain is. You know why? Dahil hindi pa umuulan, hindi pa bumabaha nung panahon nila. And yet God asked him, Noah, build an ark. 
And because Noah feared God, because he's a righteous person, he told his family, Okay, guys, uh, God wanted me to build an ark. Sabi ng mga anak niya, uh, Dad, what's an ark? Um, uh, next question. Hindi <laughs> niya alam eh. Basta, you know, binigyan ako ng blueprint ni God. E gawin natin ito. Okay, dahil husga ng Diyos, ang, ang, ang salibutan, babaha, and gusto ng Diyos maligtas tayo at ang ating sambahayan. Now, sabi ng mga anak niya, na paraphrase, sabi ng mga anak niya, Dad, hindi ko naintindihan sinasabi mo, pero dahil sinabi mo, Yes, sir! Let's do it! And then he started preaching. That's why he was called the preacher of righteousness. He started preaching to the people. Repent. God will judge. And you know what the people did? Those people who knew him least. Of course, they respected him least. He was mocked. But my point is this. Those people closest to him, those people who knows him most, followed him. And that was his family. So, you know, you could just imagine, lahat ng mga hayop, ano? You know, bakit na sila? Sad to say, may nasamang lamok, daga. Sad to say. But thank God, walang mammoth, wala si saber tooth, wala si sloth. <laughs> you know, but getting aside, my point is this. Ang di sumunod sa kanya are those people who knew him least. But his family who knew him best followed him. You know, you know sorry ito. Lot, the people closest to him, laughed at him disobeyed him, committed immorality. Si Noah, those people who knew him best, respected him, followed and obeyed him. And in turn, what had happened was that he saved his family. If you want to get the, the summary of Noah's life, ito yan. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, that's a flood the rain, in holy fear, now, tandaan niyo yung phrase na, in holy fear, build an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness that comes by faith. In holy fear, built an ark. And what happened? Why did, he, why, why did he build an ark? To save his family. Now, sad to say, maraming tao ngayon, they wanted to save the world and they lose their family. If you want to save the world, first, save your family. Amen. Amen. He saved his family and in turn, he saved the world. Now, ito ngayon, I'll just end with this. How did Noah save his family? The Bible says, in holy fear, he feared God. What does it mean to fear God? Hindi siya takot sa Diyos dahil baka maparusahan. Ang takot niya is he loved the Lord. He reverentially feared. He's a worshiper. In fact, the Bible says, after the flood, he built an ark. I mean, he built an altar for God. That's how he feared God. He put God, his high priority. Second, he obeyed God. In holy fear, he built an ark. He didn't understand what an ark is, but he obeyed God. Thirdly, he prioritized his family. The reason why he built that ark, aside sa sinabi ni God, is to save his family. If you don't want to believe me, guys, okay, my priority is my family. And that's what he did. And so he saved his family. Many times we wanted to minister to our own family. Hindi natin madalaki, Lord. Maybe, maybe we should consider this. Do we fear God? Do we obey God? Do we prioritize our family? Do we spend more time with our family than with our tropa? When our children are talking with us, do we set aside what we're doing and give our 100% attention to our children? Do we really obey God? Minsan sabi ng asawa, Hi! Bruho ka! 
Magpa-born again ka. You know, ito, naku, naku, babatuin kita ng Bible. Pupunta ka sa imperno. Ikaw, ikaw na, man. <laughs> ano sabi ng asawa? Sige, magkita tayo doon. Everything he did was never in conflict with his family. Two righteous men with different ways and means of dealing their respective family. Noah was laughed at. He was disobeyed. His children committed immorality. Noah, on the other hand, he loves the Lord. Built an altar. He consecrated his family. He prioritized his family. And in turn, he saved. Church, God puts high premium on our family. More than anything else. More than anything else. He has placed high premium. I'm not saying we're perfect. We're all works in progress. But I pray today. Don't make our family our second best. Not if you're going to ask me about my priority, this is my priority. First is God. That's my priority. And God has nothing to do with my ministry. And my ministry has nothing to do with God. You might be shocked with that, but that's the truth. When I say God, that means my personal devotion with God plays a vital role in my life. Sa buhay ko. Kung di man ako makapagbasa sa umaga, at least magbabasa ako sa gabi. And still, it means that God is my top priority. It means whatever God says, compared to what people say, I would choose what God said. Lagi ko sinasabi, kung gusto ko at ayaw ni Lord, ayaw ko na rin. Kung gusto ni Lord at ayaw ko, gusto ko na rin. At kung ayaw ni Lord at gusto ko, ayaw ko na rin. That's putting God the top priority. And the Bible says, if you seek Him first, then everything you need, you don't have to look for it. God will add it all to you. Amen. Many times we seek the blessing, not the blesser. Many times we workers in the ministry, full-time or volunteer, we become busy in the kingdom without any time for the king. With that, something is wrong. God will be my top priority. Second is my wife. Third are my children. Parents, husband and wives, your spouse plays second, plays on top before your children. Your children doesn't go ahead of your spouse. Trust me. Husband and wives, please, wag niyo sira ng asawa niyo sa harapan ng inyong mga anak. Kala niyo nawawala respeto niya sa asawa niyo, sa inyo nawawala when you speak against your spouse sa harapan nila. Kaya sabihin na ito, eh kung itong tatay ko, itong nanay ko, walang respeto sa asawa niyo, ako pa, inrespetuhin ko silang dalawa. That's how they think. Kala natin nakakakuha tayong kampi pag siniraan natin yung asawa natin sa harapan natin mga anak. Hindi ho, kahit sila nawawala ng gana sa atin. 
because para sa kanya ang tanging lugar lang na pwede siyang makahanap ng kapayapaan at ng comfort ay ang tahanan ng sa tahanan hindi pa nila makita trust me maghahanap sa iba yan I hope that what we have heard as we close this series and this service would keep ringing in our ears in our heart in our minds that whatever it takes we will do everything whatever it takes to put our family on top of other things. Why? Because in your deathbed, trust me, in your deathbed, your boss will never be there. Your peer will never be there. Marin Bubisita, but they will never be there. In your deathbed, it will be your family who will stay with you until your last breath. And if that could happen, ngayon pa lang, let's start to build good relationship with them. Let's just ask God's grace to restore our family. Heal broken, broken relationship. Heal those hurts. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. I know many of you have been hurt in your family, been hurt by your dad, your mom, your siblings, or maybe parents who've been hurt by your children. Trust me, and that is to destroy our family because he knew once he destroys our family everything will follow unahin tayo mga magulang tayo mag-asawa unahin tayo dahil pag nasira mag-asawa 100% kasunod ang mga bata and so let's really fight for our family we hope you were inspired by that message as we conclude our radical series allow us to wish you all a happy 30th anniversary from your Victory Alabang family. Thank you and stay connected.